Hi you guys, welcome back to Rant Room, this is episode 14 um, I want I wanted to talk to you about how living in a toxic environment uh, is um, very often detrimental to your emotional well-being um, Would you believe I'm actually recording this at gone four in the morning? I've completely screwed up my sleeping pattern, I've had, well it wasn't really a nap, I just thought I went to bed early and then I was and then I was awake at one thirty, and now I can't go back to sleep. So I completely shafted my sleeping pattern. If I'm still awake when I finish this, probably going to go for a run. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I my mind is still like buzzing with stuff. So I thought I would just record this now while I'm um, still awake. Hang on, let me just my charger's not working. Oh well then. <laughs> there we go. That's better. So yeah, I wanted to talk about how um about what a toxic environment really can do. So that could be anything. Like I mean, there's a lot of environments that are quite toxic uh to a person's well being. And I know that with the current lockdown situation, like all over the world, like I mean, over here like the UK's um well, we, we've only got a couple of localised lockdowns going on at the moment, but um, not not down where I live, but um, in other parts of the country, yeah, um, there's a lot of places still in lockdown. Well, not actually that many, I don't think. I think there's like, well, anyway, I don't, I don't know. It's a few more than when I last properly looked at it anyway. And I know that bits of Australia have gone into lockdown and yeah, so... I know that that situation massively affects the living situations and when you're all lumped together in a big group and you are surrounded by people who you wouldn't normally be surrounded by, that can be really difficult. So um, so I'll chat to you a bit about um, what kind of toxic environments you could be living in. Um, normally it's it could, it could be anything. Like if you, the main thing is like, not feeling comfortable where you are and unfortunately that happens a lot like it, it does like and if and if it's not happened then that's that's really good and I, and I and I'm glad because everybody deserves to not live in a toxic environment you know but um so that could be anything I've lived in a few that could be with family um you know distant or or immediate that could be with um in, in, if you're in a toxic relationship and you know you're not you're not living um, harmoniously, if you're arguing with someone a lot or a housemate or a friend, it literally it, it could be anyone or it could even be by yourself. If you're living on your own and you're not feeling good about that and you're you're feeling lonely, then any kind of environment that you're not happy in and you're living there and you are unhappy that that is a toxic environment it doesn't it doesn't even matter about the person or even if there is a person there so I thought I'd talk to you about um my own experiences with living in toxic environments because I've um because I've had experiences with three out of four of those so I thought I would I would speak I would speak about those uh the only one that I haven't had much experience with is the um living with a partner in a toxic environment because um yeah I'm not like 
well, I have not been in a relationship that serious at this present moment in time, but hopefully that never happens. I do, I do know people who've gone through it though, and it has been pretty hard for them. Maybe I'll interview them at some point if they would like. But yeah, that's that's you know, that that's not relevant right now. Anyway, so I'll talk about. I already mentioned lockdown, and I know that. Um, this was the case for me and I know it was for a lot of other people as well, especially I'd find uh, students, you know, the, who's, who've um, had to move back to their parents' places on account of um, on account of COVID. If you've been in student accommodation, a lot of places have been shut early and the unis were closed early and a lot of people were studying from home. Now, I wasn't at uni before lockdown. I graduated a year ago, but I stayed up in my uni city and I was living with my friends who were students. So I was in student accommodation and um, I was on an internship and working. And I just, I, I switched to working from home basically. So, um, and I haven't lived at home since, properly since I was 18 years old when I first went away to uni um so that's like that was a really long time ago now and obviously in that in that time I have I've grown up a lot my opinions have shifted I've been through a lot of shit and I've had the more importantly I've had the independence for living away from home for four years um I come from well I mean my extended family is much much bigger but where uh, my immediate family is is very small it is literally um, me, my mum and my younger brother and it has been that way since I was about 16 so um, because in I think in bigger families it seems that I, I wouldn't know but it seems that there's more people to speak to if someone pisses you off you can um, you can go and talk to someone else the dynamic isn't as bad because you can sort of like spread yourself out a bit you don't have to speak to the person who's annoyed you and you're not as like you're not as, like, like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Condensed together, I guess. You know what I mean? You're not, you're not like that. Usually, and so ever since I, ever since I left to move out, and I, and I didn't come back very often, um, because up until October last year, I didn't drive. Uh, it was, it wasn't until December that I got a car. So, like. Um, that was the, that was when I started coming back more because I was able to drive, and train fares are expensive in the UK. Fuck me, but like, you know, it's it was it was hard because um, I I don't know why I didn't expect this, but when there are only a couple of people living in the house, you know, you you sort of um, I guess you must develop a bit of a connect, uh, like a bit of a closer connection with the other person. Um, and I didn't notice it until I moved back because I wouldn't ever come back for very long. I've got a very complicated relationship with my mum. I get on with my brother very well, but as as time sort of goes on, um, there's a bit of a wedge between me and him because my mum sort of um, seems to use him against me almost, which is pretty shit, but I'll get more into that later on. <laughs> um, but it's... Um, so yeah, I, I, but yeah, anyway, when I, I didn't notice it, um, 
for a long time while I was away because I didn't come back very often at all. And when I did come back, it would only be for like two weeks maximum. The, the last time I came back for longer than that was the summer after my first year, which was awful. And I was out working a lot of the time anyway. But me and my mum, we were constantly on each other. It just didn't, it, we just did not go on like at all. And then after that, I moved out permanently. And I, the longest I would come back for was maybe two weeks over Christmas holidays and things. And even then, like by the end of my second year, it was, it was, I was more down to like a week or less. Like I would literally only spend five or six days at home and then I'd be gone back to Leicester again. That was, and that was even before I could drive because that was all I could take because we're just all very different people. And I don't know how I didn't see it before and I don't know how I didn't expect it before. But when I moved back in the um, towards the end of March, I realised that my mum and brother had become really very close. And although I was really glad because my mum's, you know, my mum's a single parent and like my, you know, like I, I, I worry about her being on her own and stuff sometimes and... And I know that some, and I know that a lot of the, I, I could see that a lot of the time they didn't really talk to each other a lot before I left. And now they seem really close, which is, which is amazing. I don't really know when, when that happened, but it's great. And I'm really happy that they are close because they both, you know, deserve that. And you know, but I, I guess when I moved back and I don't know whether it was my fault because I'd isolated myself because of, you know, how toxic things can get between me and my mum, but I felt really like sort of out of the loop and also when I moved back we had a builder living with us because my mum was getting the kitchen done up so that was a very uncomfortable situation for a while not just for me but just for everyone but you know it was it was what it was and anyway I find that when you are unsettled and you know you and I just I felt like me coming back just sort of shook them up a bit and it shook me up a bit because I I was struggling with my mental health really badly. Like I'd gone from, I've mentioned this before, I've, I'd gone from working all the time and constantly having routine to literally just having no routine at all. And it was just, it was a complete shift in the other direction and I just didn't know what to do with myself. And I was quite, I was quite low. Um, my mom didn't really understand the mental health issues I was having. And that was... And, that was, and I felt like, you know, she didn't really make much of an effort. All she saw was like, why are you not helping? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? And then when I actually did try and help with the DIY and stuff, I got slagged off. I'm not saying that I shouldn't have, that I couldn't have been better, but I think things are always quite complicated in that sense. And we have a very complicated relationship anyway. So, um, so me coming home only underlined that more and there was a lot of tension um I told her uh, in an argument about something that had really got to me she often makes comments about my my body and my appearance my mum is like she's she's a young well she, she's a young mom she had me when she was 19 and she's she's stunning like she's like, absolutely beautiful and she's only 42 and I will be 23 in January. So she had me when she was about 19. Um, and um, yeah, she, she's 
she's gorgeous and she's slim and she's pretty she's never been more than 10 stone and obviously there's me and I'm built differently and I'm prone to putting on weight and sometimes yeah I'm not gonna lie I overeat like I've, I've said before I'm 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 slimmer than that at the moment I'm about 11 stone but I've I've been 13 stone before so it, and you know my mum doesn't get that she doesn't get that you know my body type is different and just that you know she she she, she just doesn't she, it seems to me that I am a lesser person in her eyes when I'm bigger like almost like almost like her feelings towards me are dependent on on a lot of things like like my weight or how religious I want to be and that's another thing we I'm not a religious person and I, I never have been my family are all quite um strong Muslims and I think that that's great um but I also think you know at, it's hard because if you have been born into a religious family especially if you're of Asian descent you don't really get a choice in the matter because your your parents are raised a certain way, and you are then raised the same way. And my mum, like you know, she she she's you. you I, I heard this in another podcast, right? But it stuck with me, and it's apparently you parent the way you were raised, and it's completely understandable because you want your child to grow up with the same values you grew up with. But the values change as you get older, and my mum resents me for not doing what she did basically that's why we don't get on but I can't for years I was trying to force myself to be this person that she wanted and it just led to me not really knowing who I was and being sad because of that and I thought you know at this at this point I'm happier and more content knowing who I am and being comfortable in that person you know I'd, I'd rather know who I am and be comfortable with that and you know because she got so disappointed it was like at this point you might as well just continue to be and I was I've got a therapist at the moment and she said to me oh you know well you know she's always talking about how much you've disappointed her but hasn't has she disappointed you and I'm actually like yeah in in some ways she would never she would never see it like that we see things very differently our values you know are just completely different and she thinks I'm just an awful person but that's part of the reason and sometimes when you have relationships like that and they, these relationships are with the people you live with and your values differ so much it you you um you where you clash and that can create a very toxic environment I noticed a dramatic dip in my mental health um, when I when I moved home. It was getting bad anyway, like last year, and I got help for it in January. I went on medications, um, and I remember I was living in Leicester at the time. She knew she knew I'd been going to um, the doc. The, uh, she knew I had a doctor's appointment. Um, about I came home the weekend before my birthday because I came to pick up my car um and um she knew that I'd been struggling with my mental health 
and she saw what kind of state I was in and I could barely like I was so anxious I could barely move like I could just I was just completely and she was just awful to be the whole weekend um like I I went out with my best friend from home because her birthday was the day before mine um she so I um obviously being Muslim you're not you're not supposed to drink so my friend had wanted to go on a night out so we went on a night out I was in a completely bad state like I was so depressed and when I when I drink like that would create a bad uh, unless I'm in a really good mood it creates a really bad um like waving me and I just get very 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 depressive it's usually influenced by other emotions if I'm feeling depressed then I'll be depressed but I've had I've all, at the same time I've had amazing nights where I've been completely cool and if I'm in a good mood you know it, it's it's very turbulent so but that night I had an awful night and the next day I didn't feel very well and I knew I was still over the limit I didn't want to go home and have to get in the car and drive so my friend drove me home um later that later that day uh, it wasn't too late and my mum was mad because I'd come home I'd, I'd messaged her to let her know but I'd um I'd come home an hour later than I was supposed to be and she honestly just kicked off at me big time and just because I was supposed to spend the afternoon with them and celebrate my birthday and I said you know it wasn't late I, I came home at midday nobody's really done much before nobody does much before midday anyway on a Sunday do they not in our house anyway that's what I'd thought so she kicked off at me, she was just giving me this awful time saying these really horrible things um, and just made me feel like shit um, and then she wanted me to go to drive back to Leicester then um, she knew I had the, uh, the doctor's appointment the next day and um, I didn't um, I, I didn't have my glasses with me, I left them at my mate's house so I couldn't go and in the end I just went for a walk um, and yeah it was um, it was really really difficult um, and uh, I got my glasses from my friend and I was uh, and I was tired I'd only slept for two hours and I knew that I couldn't do this 140 mile drive for the first time on my own when I was that anxious and that keyed up on three hours sleep or two hours sleep, I just couldn't do it. So I tried to sleep, I couldn't sleep. In the end, I set off and I had like a panic attack when I was driving. I called her and um, I, I pulled up and on uh, like a, a service station about 15 miles from where I live. And I said, look, I'm not sure I can, I can drive. She was nice and I thought, okay, you know, maybe it's, it's just like talking to two different people sometimes, you know, like, it's crazy, it's mad. And eventually I managed to do the drive, I got, I got back in one piece, um, that was for the first time and I felt a lot better once I'd done it. Um, maybe realised I could do a lot more than I thought I could because I, this was before I'd even dealt with the anxiety and stuff. So anyway, like I went on the medication um the next day I had the doctor's appointment they put me on medication I started it that day the next day was my 22nd birthday um and I remember I can't even remember what we were talking about but she was having a go at me on the phone I mentioned something to do with my brother he wasn't sure what he wanted to do uni wise 
and I just said, you know, give him time. He he doesn't need to have it all wet as hell yet. You know, you I, you know don't don't rush him. It's basically what I told her. And she basically said, oh, I don't want him to end up like you, not having a clue what you're doing and being like a total mess. And this was like my birthday. This 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 was my birthday. She she said this to me on the phone, and um and like honestly. I just, I just remember, like, I was just, I was so sad. I was sad anyway. I was completely zoned out from these, from, from starting the, this, this medication. I, I don't remember a lot of my, a lot of my birthday, actually, because I was just, not because I was pissed or anything, but just because I was completely just zoned out from, from starting this medication. And I just felt like a zombie. And I was I was in a bad place anyway, and I remember just coming down and talking to my housemates and just being like, "She said this," and they were like, "What the fuck? It's your birthday," and they were literally just like, "Cut her off." And I, sometimes I think maybe I would have done because she's a very toxic influence in my life, but um, but I I, I don't want to have no parents because I don't I don't talk to my dad either. So maybe maybe it's me that's the problem, you know. But then I think a lot of the time, actually, is it? Because you can't, you can't be saying shit like that to your kid when you know what they're going through. Anyway, um, after that, I got better. I, I did, I did get a lot better, and um, I, um, I, I improved. You know, mentally, I got, I started working. You know, I, like, I, I started a new job. You know, and things like that. It was. It was good. And then, obviously, COVID, the lockdown, had to come back. First, it was fine. It was quite nice to be home. And then, week or so in, started getting a bit shit. And it was the same old stuff. And, you know, I realised that I was quite lonely. And just that there was a lot going on. And there was, it was just awful and uncomfortable. And the problems just got worse and worse and worse. So that's, like, one part of a of living in a toxic environment when you've got completely different values to someone I guess that's what I'm trying to say and they don't like that you have your own values and they they don't like that you've got your own opinions about stuff then that doesn't go down very well and that can really it, it makes if it makes you feel like you've done something wrong when all you have done is gone off and formed your own opinion about things and they go and make you feel bad for becoming someone else like, my mum is constantly telling me, like, I, I'm living in this environment at the moment, right, and she's constantly just telling me how much of a shit person I am and, like, and and how awful I am and, you know, th- things like that. And it's, it's, um, she had a go, I had a, I think I've mentioned my stepdad in a previous podcast, her ex, like, he, he, he wasn't great to her and I, and I, I know that and, you know, maybe... A worsen the situation but I still get along with him and she doesn't like that and she just I don't know it's it's difficult she she makes me feel quite guilty for stuff and I understand that she's had a hard time and I try and like it's 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 shit but it's it's like I don't know I just feel like yeah it's I don't get the same back but you know, it, it's it's tough, isn't it? Like, I mean, if you're living in an environment like that, it's it's bound to impact your mental health. And I found that I don't know if anybody else experienced this when when they 
had a quite drastic change in circumstances and you know we're living with a toxic a toxic influence but like um when i i mean i i used to self-harm i self-harmed from about god um probably like the age of nine like i didn't didn't cut myself that young or anything but i used to like punch myself and stuff even when i was like a little kid and um and then probably like so like actual like with scissors and stuff that was probably when i hit about 13 14 and that continued on and off until i was 20 so i was well into i was well into uni at that point then the last time i did it well i mean the last time for a while anyway that i did it was my was my second year of uni um and it was like march 2018 and i stopped completely and i just i just i just quit it i don't know things got better after then you know like i i, I felt better in myself I, I don't know why but i just i just did i improved you know i started working again i was healthier i was in a better place you know i was in a better living situation as well you know it was i felt a lot better and and then like you know i was living i think a lot of it was 2018 i i lived on i lived on my own you know in a flat over the summer uh from like june uh, from july onwards and then i moved in with some of my friends from uni uh at the end of august and that was great um lived with them until june then lived did the same thing with the flat over the summer and then i um uh, of 2019 and then i moved in with some other friends and i went through a lot last autumn like i will get into that at a later date but like and but even then like even when all of this stuff was going on and this was bad this was big shit right that i was going through last year i i never i didn't i didn't start self-harming again i didn't like i thought about it sometimes but i never did and then but for some reason when i moved home um it felt i felt low enough to do it again and i remember saying to my to my friend um when i was talking to him one night and i was just like look i i i I, like i'm not even being funny like for some reason despite all what i went through last year for some reason i've suddenly started self-harming now that i'm home and i think i moved home end of march towards the end of march and i think it was the beginning of may or the end of april that I that I did it again so it took about a month not like just over a month for it to happen again and like it's not happened all the time I used to do a lot don't get me wrong like but it still happened and I know it's to do with how I feel about where I live and you know it's and how not where I'm living but how I'm living you know is I'm not blaming anyone I'm just and I'm not blame. I'm don't don't take this as like I'm blaming my mum and saying that she is the reason. But it's like because I know that she tries, and I know that it's hard for her. But sometimes when things are toxic, when you're in a toxic environment and it makes you feel that way, it's really fucking hard. How long is this at the minute? 
Um, oh shit, 27 minutes already. But yeah, this is, this is what I mean. Like, you know, you've you've got a lot. That that's how living in a toxic environment, with family can be detrimental, especially if you know it's it's more it's like emotional abuse or blackmail or something like that as well. That's really difficult. That can be hard and you know especially when you're in the situation like we have been with covid and lockdown as well the lockdown was the hardest part like as we've come out of lockdown and things have got gone back to normal and the builder's gone and stuff it's been better because she's been able to go out more she's been working um well she she was working anyway because she she works at the hospital but like she's um she's been staying with family and i've and i've had more space for sure so it's been better but there's also been like her finding out I was still I was still um, in contact with her ex who was like a dad to me. Um, you know she didn't like that, and in some ways I totally understood why. But there was also like there's just it's so much. I've, that's like a separate podcast all on its own. But yeah, um, that that's like how family can be toxic and not only is it toxic for me it's toxic for my brother for him to hear us arguing all the time and I feel bad I just feel like I don't I don't want to be here because it's just shit for him and I don't I don't want him to feel shit so I'm actually looking for I'm moving to um to uni again next month to start my master's and I actually uh, I'm looking forward to it because I don't he's staying here to go to uni doing his doing his undergrad but I I don't want to be disruptive towards his to him especially as he's going through uni and I just I don't want him to have to live with this toxic thing of me and her arguing all the time because we just don't get on and that's just not fair I'd rather be the one to remove myself from the situation because it's not his fault it, I'm part of the problem so I should be the one who moves you know so I would I like you know it's it's their house that's the way I see it I don't see it as my house I see it as theirs so and, and I'm used to moving so like I think you know a lot of the a lot of living in a toxic environment can be feeling like you just don't belong there and you don't feel at home there that's a massive part of it and that can be bad that's re- really bad for your emotional well-being um so I also spoke about how it can be how it can be toxic uh living with uh, living with housemates or friends I wouldn't say I've had a toxic experience living with my friends um I'd say that um you know actually living with my friends in my third year and also last year were some of the best moments of my life amongst some of the hardest but my friends got me through it living with my friends was like the easiest time of my life like those two years that I spent you know living with my my best friends like they were incredible I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's toxic to live with your friends it was like it was it was fun and I enjoyed it I needed that I needed to know that it's not you're not always going to live um in a toxic environment so I guess the next one is um if you've ever been to uni you will probably have some sort of idea what I'm talking about. Or even if you've not been to uni, if you've like just moved out and lived in a house of randoms, or you've been grouped with a bunch of people you don't really know, 
so like well like I said when I was 18 I went to uni I um I was moving two and a half three hours away from home and I was moving into a flat of with four of the girls and two of the girls were really nice there was um and like they were but they were very like I don't know they one of them was a second year so she had a group of friends um that she had that she had known for for a year or two and um one of them just was really close to people off her course and I didn't really speak to her too much she was nice one of them I'd been really close to before I moved but then you know we sort of seemed to drift and knock it on as much when we actually got there because we were both in difficult situations and then there was another girl and I didn't like her at all like her attitude just the way she spoke you know she was very she was you know those people who who pick on you and sort of come across like they are um like like they're like they think they're something special she was very arrogant she was very up herself like I don't like people like that I don't deal well with people like that and she was very much she was always bitching about me like she was making these horrible comments that would they were supposed to be jokes and whenever I'd say I had a problem with it she'd be like oh I'm only joking blah 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 but it's like I you don't know me well enough to joke like that she'd say stuff about me having being a slut and probably having an STD and it was like I've slept with like four people what what are you on about you know and it was it was ridiculous like and then I asked her I said to her how many people have you slept with then and she was like three and I was like right okay so where is the real where is the real difference then it was things like that and she was just this horrible girl I just did not like her at all you know I, I was very much when I was 18 I was very much quite a non-confrontational person with people I didn't know especially like I was very shy when I first moved and I didn't like and I and I just kept taking I kept taking all these comments that she'd make I kept taking all her shit and I was just building up and I was getting angrier and angrier and angrier and then one day just before Christmas I heard her like she was it was the way she spoke she would just talk with like this condescending tone to her voice and it was really hard because one of my best friends off my course she I introduced them because I invited my friend over and they hit it off really well and I that felt like almost for a while I started to lose her as well because um my friend is like the, the best person in the world she's fucking fab but like this girl just wanted to spend all her time with her and I don't blame her because my friend is like my my friend like Paige she she listens to this so she'll probably hear this so hey by the way Paige um but she um she's fucking fab so I don't blame this girl for wanting to hang out with her because why wouldn't she you know but like it made it really difficult because for a long time when I first got to Leicester I wasn't really that close to anyone else what the fuck I can hear noises oh. screaming might have been a cat I hope it wasn't my cat oh I'm sure I'd know if it was my cat. It probably is because she's always fighting with other cats. God's sake. But yeah, so I was, it was difficult because obviously I was so close to to her, but I felt like, you know, 
because this this girl was upsetting me so much I couldn't really go to her about it because they were friends you know and I didn't want to come between that because so I kept taking it I kept taking the shit um one night um she embarrassed me in front of this guy who I had been seeing and had recently broke things off with she thought it was funny I stormed off and went home two of the girls went after me my friend didn't or I remember being really upset by that I understood why she didn't but like I remember just being upset because I not because she didn't come but like because I was just I was just upset about what this girl had done and at this point I was getting really sick of her and then one time just before Christmas I um I was uh, I'd had a really bad night I'd broken my laptop um and the charger wasn't working and one of the nicer girls I was in we were in the kitchen I was cooking I was cooking um, dinner or something and we were just sat at the table and the girl comes in and she just and I was talking to the others about my laptop and she was like she was like oh why don't you just get this charger blah 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 and she was talking to me in this proper condescending tone and I was like yeah fine I'll get the charger um, and I was getting really angry at this point and I was like um so I was, I was I was fuming so I, I was stormed out of the room not stormed out but I, I was getting pissed off and I heard her say something as I left and that I was like that's it so I stormed back in I slammed the laptop and I said do you know what you can fuck right off and I had a go at her and it was just these three months of absolute absolute oh like it just all came spinning out and I was just angry and I, I'm not a confrontational person um I, at time I was a lot I was like five foot three ten stone I was like I'm not I'm not gonna do like I wasn't gonna do shit this girl was so much bigger than me like not not like big big but she was just tall and I feel like she and she was like tall and northern and she could have flattened me easily like she could have just poked me and I'd, I'd have fallen over you know what I mean I was just like this little little stick girl from like not a stick girl I've never been a stick girl but I was just this little short girl from 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 East Anglia, what the what the fuck am I gonna do? You know, and she's like, um, and 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 I'm like, and I'm like, yeah, I heard what you were saying. I know what you're saying. I know what you're fucking like. If you want to say something, say it to my face. And I was in her face, and I'm not like that at all. I am not like that. I, honestly, anyone who knows me will know that it takes a lot for me to get angry. But when I'm angry, oh my god, it's bad. And this was all unfolding in front of my flatmates, and they were like, just literally, and she was, and she was like, calm down, blah 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 blah. And I was like, no, no, I'm not gonna fucking calm down. And, and then she stormed off, and I was like, right, I'm, I'm, um, and and then like I was absolutely fuming. I had to go and have a walk, and I was like screaming down the phone, and then. I came back, I calmed down, I sat in the I sat in the living room, read a book, I thought, okay, like if she comes out I'll apologise to her because that was that was rude of me. Even though she'd started it, I was like, okay, I'm gonna be the bigger person, I'm gonna say sorry. Then I realised she was on the phone to my friend slagging me off. And I was like, right, that's it. Um I I just I, I couldn't like so that was a very toxic environment to live in and that and at that point I sort of started to become a bit of a recluse and I didn't I just stayed in my room. That's why that's part of the reason my first year was very fucking hard for me. 
um, then in my second year, I didn't want to, I that I initially wanted a studio flat. I didn't want to do that in the end because I thought, okay, I'm going to isolate myself. So I ended up going into a house with um, five other people who'd all known each other in um, in first year. And they were, they were all nice enough. One of them was a bit, I don't know, like, didn't really seem like she liked me that much, but they were all like nice and like I got on with them all reasonably well but I just I just didn't feel like again I probably was in a bad place and I isolated myself a lot and uh, I I just guess I tried to integrate but I wasn't very good at it and by that point I'd already got a group of solid friends off my course and I spent a lot more time with them and yeah I just I guess like it was just it wasn't as toxic but again I spent a lot of time on my own and that wasn't good for me um and I still ended up isolating myself so yeah I mean uni can be a really toxic environment to live in and that can really be detrimental to your mental health what I would say is if you're about to go to uni or you're going to uni just like it's so hard because if you are the kind of person that you can kind of be introvert when you don't know somebody then um it's so tough because because I completely understand that because like I probably sound really extrovert I think in a lot of ways I am now and it's but it's taken a long time I used to be so shy so just just like you you've got to just open yourself up you just you just have to like just just be you and the rest will will fall into place honestly the right people are going to find you if you're at uni and you're worried about making friends honestly you don't because they they will come to you and you you will get there even if they're not the people you you live with at first don't worry because you are going to make amazing friends like like my my uni friends are just the best people I have ever met in my life like they are just fucking incredible I miss them so much like like these are people who I would like you know like closer than uh, most of my family like god I mean I can't I can't even it's 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 actually I'm getting a bit emotional, <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it it's it's absolutely insane. So if you are worried about or if you're in a toxic situation at uni or you're worried about being in a toxic situation in your in your living situation at uni, please don't worry because I promise you are gonna once you find your feet and once you just everybody's everybody's nervous, especially in the first year. Oh my god, everybody's shitting themselves. So just don't be afraid to speak to people and if you are having a really hard time don't be afraid to go to your um student services because they will help and you will be able to get there and honestly it's going to be the best time of your life i fucking miss uni if you couldn't tell already <laughs> i am going back but i feel like i'm just going to be old and not past it by now um, you know even though like i'm not even old but <laughs> But yeah, um, so that's the second thing. And the last thing I wanted to talk about, really, is, um, well, not the last thing, um, but the other thing I have experienced with myself, um, being, um, like, being, so living on your, um, so living on your own, how that can be toxic. So, right, the first time I lived on my own, I was 19, I think. It wasn't for a very long time. 
I was, um, it was basically, I was always, I always ended up being the last person in the house after everybody had left because I didn't want to go home. So, and a lot of the time I was working as well. And so, and it's a lonely place um, when you are living on your own. The, in the first year, I was seeing somebody um, and I was seeing that toxic guy. I think who I mentioned before and it so it wasn't I didn't really notice it as much then it was maybe the second year actually where I was um where I was actually you know more I, I felt it more and I was doing these really cool things I was but I was working and I burnt myself out like I just burnt myself out a lot of it was burning myself out because I was living on my own I was focused on getting money I was trying to lose weight and I was just doing so much all the time and I was just tired that was what it was. And if you have stayed in your uni city or if you have moved somewhere where you don't really know a lot of people and you're quite isolated, it can be really hard because it's difficult, you know, to kind of be around um, be around people, you know, like it's, it's difficult because if you're not around people as much, you, you could easily isolate yourself, especially if you're working at a job like I was, you know it is hard to kind of, it's hard to kind of keep contact with people, especially, like, if you, it, it's, it's really difficult, because I, I found that one of the hardest things was just that, like, I didn't have anyone to talk to a lot of the time, because my friends were all, like, busy, you know, we were, we were all doing our own, they, they'd gone home for the holidays, they were doing their own thing, we were in contact, but, you know, like, it wasn't the same. And it was difficult, you know, like, and I found myself alone with my own thoughts a lot of the time and being in this toxic job as well, that was shit. Like, I just didn't, just didn't like what I was doing or like in the stress of money. And it was just, I just felt constantly like I was on my own. Like, literally, the most conversation I would have in some days was like fucking watching Love Island. Um, I'm probably going to lose a lot of following for saying that. <laughs> oh, no. But yeah, that's how bad it was. I was fucking binging Love Island. <laughs> and my brother was saying to me, you are absolute fear of 500 trash, I can't believe you. But I'm sorry, it's my guilty pleasure, okay? <laughs> I never liked it before. I honestly used to slag it off so much. Then I watched it once, like a fourth season, and I was like, huh, this is absolute shit, but it's good shit. <laughs> it's entertaining shit, so I'm going to watch it. <laughs> I, like apart from that, like I can't, I I usually can't stand reality TV. Even I can't even that. I, like I, I'm sitting there, I'm like, is this actually happening right now? This is fucking ridiculous, you know. But yeah, living on your own can be hard, and it's 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 difficult. But you have to sort of. What I did was I couldn't I couldn't do it for very long, and but I tried to you know meet up with as many new people as I could. You know, I tried to make friends. And a lot of time, you know, like, eventually I did, and, you know, it it does get easier. As long as you break it up and you do things for yourself and, you know, you, you focus on you. I found that the reason I wasn't enjoying living on my own was because, at the time, I didn't really like myself. Whereas now, um, in order to sound cheesy, I'm on this whole path of just self-discovery and all of that. And, you know, but seriously, like, I'm I'm you know growing as a person and I think if I was to live by myself now like the last few days like I've been on my own at home for about a week because um, my mum and brother went away for Eid 
and I've actually loved it. I like my own company, you know, like I like, I don't, because my thoughts aren't as bad anymore, I don't resent that being on my own as much. It's actually quite liberating. It's actually quite calm. It's nice. I can just do my thing. In fact, like, it, being on your own, like, once you like being on your own, it gets easier. I think that's the, the, that's the, that's a big thing. And I'm going to talk more about being on your own. That's like a whole fucking, that's like a whole podcast series. Oh my God. But, <laughs> and the last thing I wanted to say was sometimes being in a relationship, if you are living with someone, that can be really, if that, that, if you are living with someone who is toxic for you, that can be really toxic. Um, and I don't really have a lot of productive stuff to say about that other than I've seen it happen um, and I've seen what it can do to people and what I will say is both people I knew who were who were I was very close to and were in that situation each for a very long time they absolutely blossomed and became the most they were both incredible as it was but they blossomed and they be they became absolute fucking queens once they had um once they had got out of that got out of this relationship and out of this living situation they became unstoppable and they are both now doing so well and that because they're out and they made the decision to get out and i know it's hard and i know you know you're probably you're probably feeling like you're stuck in a cycle if that's you uh, but I promise you can get out and you're going to be so much better for getting out of it. Like, really, there are people you can turn to. If you're listening to this and you're on that, you can even message me. Like, I don't know much about it, but if you want someone to vent to, I'm cool with that. Like, I'm good with the impartial advice. I don't I don't take most of my advice, which I probably should, because I've been told I give good advice, but I should take it. But, I mean... <laughs> If if you are in that situation and you ever want to, if you ever want to talk about it, like I've been there as a soundboard, that kind of thing before, and I'm more than happy to. So yeah, that's about it. It is now nearly five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I've been, um, and I am gonna go for a run because I can't sleep. <laughs> um. So yeah, I hope you I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I hope it's helped a little bit. Uh. Hope you didn't mind the rant about my uh, home life either. <laughs> uh, and yeah, um, please, um, if you if you liked it, please contact me. Like, just um, I leave, you know, I leave my Instagram in the um, in the comment in the um, description section. So, and there's also um, and there's also a feature on Anchor, I think, where you can leave a voice note or something if you like it. Alright, cool. Um, it's been really good to talk to you guys. I really hope you can't hear my stomach rumbling right now because it really is. I'm so hungry. Oh, okay. Right, I'll talk to you guys soon. Hope you enjoyed it. Bye.